Hey, 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 welcome to Bonus Barrel. Episode 150! I am. Fireworks. Yes, exactly. Uh, I am Rob, <laughs> and with me is. Shelby! Left! <gasps> and Seiji. Oh my god, Seiji. Back for episode 150. Old Seiji! He's back for this episode. Be rejoice, Seiji fans. <laughs> um, Alright, so. I, I guess uh, we, we should kick things off. Question for all of, all of y'all. Actually, no, before that, Seiji, what have you been up to lately? Um, I'm not playing games. I'm playing my Super Nintendo Classic. Yep. Remember when when we attempted to play Donkey Kong Country? <laughs> well, you, you attempted to play yeah, I do. Donkey Kong Country. And then I remember we, we got to that minecart level and we couldn't beat we couldn't beat it, right? Any, any of us couldn't. Not easily. And I remember I said, or I complained at the very least, uh, that mm -hmm. the controller had something to do with it, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, Super Nintendo has new controllers, and, and that's one thing that I love, because I haven't felt one of those new in, like, years, right? And I didn't realize that newer ones felt so differently. So I got to the minecart level, and I, I beat it, like, instantly. Like, I think it took me... Like, I, I don't think I finished on my first run, just because during the first run, I got that on guard yellow thing. Like, you get three of those, and you go to a bonus stage... I'm pretty sure now that it was the actual controller why we couldn't beat it. I'll so take it. Give it a, you should give it a try. What else? I've been doing some other stuff, playing a lot of volleyball. Actually, I'm reading a book and I'm almost finished, which I haven't done in a while. So it's been good times. And, and since uh, Friday, I've been playing Mario Odyssey. Which uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. So you just play. I've yeah. never heard of that. <laughs> Mario Odyssey. Let's talk about Mario Odyssey right now. Mario Odyssey, I'm really enjoying it. It's a it's a stellar game. Mm -hmm. Did you get any amiibos with it? No, no amiibos. No you have? Amiibos. Did you have amiibos open from your past, from your amiibos day? I've opened only three. One on Mario, Peach, the Smash version, of yeah. both of them, and uh, one Captain Olimar. Did you try out the uh, try any of them out in, in uh, Odyssey yet? Haven't. I haven't. But I saw a little robot. Uh, I don't remember its name, but it said something about Amiibo. Yeah, you just put them, you scan them there. I, I, I used, my, I only have a few open myself too. But Silver Mario gave me Gold Mario costume in the game, so I liked that. But oh. the, the other ones, didn't. and I bought the Mario, the Mario. What and does Bowser. Gold Mario do then? I'm assuming gold as well. Mm -hmm. They don't have time to code a Silver Mario in. What do you, what do you think they're, <laughs> what they're doing over there? Did you not get the uh, Odyssey uh, left? No, no. Oh. I, I want to. That yeah. sounded like I'm not interested. I'm extremely interested. Okay. I, I, was, I was like, wow, okay. At some point, he'll get it, I'm sure. Yeah. Shelby, you got to switch yet? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, yeah. You know what? Maybe if I win the lottery, I'll All buy right. like a thousand switches. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm loving the game, Seiji. How about, how, about, how about you? Do you like the game, Seiji? Do you like it at all? I probably don't like it that much, but. I'm loving the game. Oh, really? See, I'm surprised. Um, there's a lot of things that I like, but one thing that comes to mind is, and this is something that from a development point of view is super complicated, which is that they stuck to to a lot of things that people usually don't 
or are not super popular, but they still have them and it's not getting in the way of having like a like a really good experience or at least that is my opinion so far and I've only played I don't know like four or six hours four yeah, to six same, hours of same so, here something around there um maybe even less but the first thing that I did when I got the game was not actually play it <clears throat> I did something that I enjoy even more which is I gave the controller to Erica and I was thinking like what's the way she should play this because she's she doesn't like Mario games just because she doesn't like like platformers in general I think platformers are quite involved in their controllers and she gets stressed when I, when I'm telling her you have to you know you have to jump and move and, and adjust and you also have to like be doing some things that are that don't feel very natural with 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 the buttons at least from for a person that that is not used to playing platformers that to me is like second nature right so I decided to give her the joy cons and I was so fascinated that the actual motion controls were helping her offset some of those difficulties with the control and actually focus on the task at hand. Seeing her play, it felt to me that motion controls were going to get in my way. But when I play the game, I actually use the, the Pro Controller. In, and with Pro Controller, you can do pretty much the same things, but you can actually also do it without them. I didn't turn off the motion controls, but I noticed by, by seeing her play, how unintrusive that was and how much it helped someone that is not used to platformers well it was pretty great so i was fascinated like i was my, my jaw was dropped and and when i was playing it i was doing all sorts of crazy things with the controls so i know i don't know if you noticed but you can do like very crazy things with all the, the variety of movements that mario has in this game which is like a mash of a bunch of different 3d mario games yeah it's, it's pretty strange yeah, I, I was able to pull some jumps that I was like, no. You know how I play, like, I try to break things very early on. So I saw a, a jump, a really strange jump that I, I thought, okay, I'm going to do a double. I'm going to try to do a wall jump and then throw the hat. Because if you, you're near a wall and you keep spamming the, uh, the throwing hat button, you can kind of like float in the air. I don't know if you noticed that. Like you don't lose a lot of height. So I was doing that and also trying to do the long jump, kind of like, cat jump like in 3d world oh the forward the um tackle yeah i use that all the time uh-huh yeah so if you do it like that you, you kind of like can get into places so the same controller same games very different experience that that's one thing that i noticed so maybe i maybe p1 who constantly says that he is not really really skilled with with platformers he could enjoy this game I, i'm pretty sure he would the way it's designed it reminded me a lot of of yep like all time 3D Mario games like Sunshine and 64 in some ways, but in some others it's it's very like like 3D World 2, which I enjoyed a lot. Like a lot of the platforming parts, a lot of the little like spatial puzzles reminded me a lot of 3D World, the things that you had to perform. So I enjoyed it. I, I so 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 far I've only been in three of, of the I don't know how many kingdoms, and I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I am also... It's, it's awesome. It's so fun. I usually don't backtrack in games, but I go back to every kingdom when I finish it and, and start looking for moons and coins. I don't expect to get every single thing, but I, I do try to at least get 
all the costumes and most of the unlockables. That, that's the other thing that's really nice. If you like, I mean, you, you wouldn't expect customization in a Mario game, and, and it's not robust, but you basically have hats and, and outfits, and you can mix them up any way you want. And there's, it seems like there's a quite a bit to collect. It seems one to two a kingdom right now, at least as far as I am in the game. And I love it. It's so fun. And, there, and a lot of them have, like, throwbacks to older games, or maybe all of them do, for all I know. But so far, it, it, that part's been great. And yes. yeah, it's just the gameplay is solid, and there's so much exploration and things you can do. It's it's great. How's uh, the yeah. the new Donk City? It's not bothering you too much. I've only been there through a secret area. I haven't actually been able to uh, explore the place. Uh, although I did see one of the dudes in the desert with his car. It's weird. It is strange. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it, but you know. It's there. It's not. It's not a big enough deal to turn you off from the game. Oh, not at all. Because the rest of the game is pure Mario, and it's just that one area that seems to have the weird proportion. I mean, by weird proportion, I mean regular proportion people. You know. Uh, side note: We mentioned P1, and I mocked P1 many times for opening all of his precious amiibos. But there's a lot of costumes in Mario that you can unlock with amiibos, and I kind of hate the fact that he's able <laughs> to unlock all those with his with his opened amiibos. You can get regular Mario, Gold Mario, Luigi, Wario, Dr. Mario, Waluigi, Diddy Kong, uh, stupid white suit Marios, and you can also put Mario in Princess Peach wedding gown, so that's, that's neat. That's neat. You, you can't just be Peach, no. you have to be Mario in a Peach gown? You only play as Mario in this game. This is a yeah, Mario okay. game. It's yeah, Mario like, Odyssey. <laughs> I know, but like if you, I don't know, it just seems weird. I don't know if I'd do that. Oh, uh, I probably would not either. But you know, it's nice that it's that it's there as an option. Uh, speaking of Mario, it's a game that we no one has mentioned much about, and I think it, it's just the timing was unfortunate. But last month, or this month, or last month, October, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and Bowser's Minions came out, which is a pseudo remake of the of the classic Game Boy Advance Mario and RPG Mario and Luigi which is a sequel to Mario RPG. Uh do you guys I picked it up I haven't played it yet but I really want to but it's just you know getting time to play it is it's difficult but but no, I don't think many people have mentioned it did any of you play it I'm assuming no. Did you guys play the original uh, Mario uh, Superstar Saga? I only played the Dream Team one for 3DS. Yeah. I could have I want to play that series at some point. Uh, part of the reason why I started um to Mario RPG last year or this year. This is this year, I think. Anyways, it was so that I could, I could start going chronologically through Paper Mario and the Mario and Luigi series, so I'm waiting to start, you know, sometime play that game. I want to play it. So many games to play. Um, Yeah. Oh, oh, I got a gift from Megan for our anniversary. It's been like a thousand years. Anyway, she got me the box boxes for uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, Final Fantasy Legend 2, and Legend and Final Fantasy Legend, the game for Game Boy. And I already had the games for them. And I also had the box copy of Legend 3. So now I have all the Game Boy versions of the uh, Final Fantasy games. The box form. I think I actually saw them on your shelf yesterday. Yeah. They looked cool. They're nice. Yeah. They're very cool. I love it. I'm, I was pumped. I was really excited to see that. Yeah. I just got us a cat for her. She got me something much cooler. <laughs> Old boxes for video games. Yeah. That's right, Sagey. Two cats. Twice the cute. Twice the cute. <laughs> uh, are any of you guys Stranger Things fans? Yes. 
you watch. Ah, season? that's the other thing that I was doing. I binge watched the second season. Did you finish it? Yeah. Oh, please don't spoil the second season. Okay, I have like three episodes left or two episodes. We're gonna finish it today. Uh, obviously, no spoilers, but are you liking it? Yeah, I liked it. I got to um, one episode that felt very out of place. I wonder if you know what I mean just by saying that. Really? Okay, I will talk about it some other time then. Yeah, uh, but I'm still I'm loving this this season. It's great. Good good characters, cool story. Good wholesome fun. I would give Stranger Things to no damage. I would yeah, recommend yeah. you all watch it. Sage or uh, left, get on that man. Watch some Stranger Things. I'm going to. I, okay, I don't, cool. I don't have all day to binge watch TV shows, Rob. You're God. Right, you know. Aww, I, I guess I do. Shit. Shots fired. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> right. So, Shelby, anything new with games or or fan or fiction or you know like stuff we talk about? Anything with you? I feel like there was like a movie or something we watched recently that Thor's I can't. Out this week. Yeah. No, but I thought there was something else that we might not have gotten to last week. What did we watch before? What horror movie did we watch before? Oh, we oh, uh, we watched Rings. Ah. Rings. Did we talk about Rings? Oh. We, we did watch yeah. Rings. No, okay. we did not talk <laughs> Sorry, about Sorry, I know that was kind of loud, but um, anyway, so we watched Rings. Rings is the, this year, I think, it came out? 2016, uh, I thought? It, okay. I, th- I, don't, I don't know, though. I think it's the third Rings yeah, movie. Ring movie. Bad. It's North American. Uh, it's just called mm-hmm. Rings, and it's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe in, in Japan, the Japan Japanese version hasn't come out yet, uh, like the, the dub of this, but it's coming out next year, and it's called Zaringu uh, Ribasu, oh. <laughs> and, which is like a spoiler in the movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, but that's okay, because the trailer spoils it too, so no yeah. big deal. Uh, yeah, the movie, what do you think, Shelby? Do you, do you, do you, would you recommend uh, I don't know that I would. Um, the movie it was bad. Me. Like, Leonard from The Big Bang Theory was in it. Uh, I can't pronounce that guy's last name, so I'm just not going to do it. I don't know what it is. Uh, Hofstadt. No, no, no. Like, the actor. Like, the actual <laughs> the real actor. Guy, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, he's in it, and he's, like, a, like a professor at a university kind of thing. Uh, and anyway, just... And the acting in it, in general, is just really bad. Like, all the lines are delivered, like, super poorly. They're just It's bad. incredibly bad. Yeah. It's... I... Um, oh, we could talk us about Neo Yoki. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's incredibly bad. But uh, the I guess the main that main actress. This is just something I read online, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I guess her her she didn't speak English at all, and all of her lines were she was Italian or is Italian, and all of her lines were kind of delivered phonetically, which would explain why they were so flat and emotionless. The main actress. Um, yeah, yeah, she doesn't actually speak English. Are you sure? Which would be. F- that's what I read. Uh, I mean, I could. Yeah. I don't know. You can look it up, verify it yourself. Don't listen to me. Don't take it at face value. This is a rumor. Okay, a rumor. <laughs> Hollywood gossip. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would not. I mean, I would recommend watching it with friends mm-hmm. for entertainment. Yeah, it's definitely funny to watch. Um, we came um, up with the alternate. Yeah. Uh, not an alternate s- story, I guess, but just something um about the main character, the the main. Uh, yeah. Um, about how she is actually like really good at puzzle games because she just seemed to solve oh, like everything instantly. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and it was kind of more like watching somebody on uh, an expedition versus like watching somebody in a horror movie. That's um, pretty funny. Because, yeah, I mean, it was so bad we had to make up our own shit to go along with it. So you made it better. Yeah, though. you know, I once did that with a movie called Twenty Twelve. I think it was. 2012. Yeah, this disaster movie. Me and my friend Greg were watching it, and we would pretend that uh, in the background that Goku and Frieza <laughs> were fighting, and that's where all the like the fireballs from the sky and stuff were coming. 
So we were kind of imagining it like this is like trying to survive like as regular people yeah. while they were fighting in the atmosphere. It was pretty cool. Uh, definitely not. Uh, definitely neat. Definitely is cool. That like I would say. John think Cusack. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, we also watched so the first two episodes of a show on Netflix. Oh. So anybody with Netflix can feel free to watch yeah. this called Neo Yokio, <laughs> which is Jaden Smith's anime. Oh, it's so. Bad. It's actually the funniest thing I've watched in a long it time. It is really funny. I don't think I could like I, watch it on my own. Well, actually, friend of the show Jordan is, is she's the one who was like, "Hey guys, let's let's it. watch this," and then we did and. Yeah. It's Fun. amazing. Left you have you have a Fun partner stuff. in life. You should watch it with her and your brother. <laughs> is that is that like the the Netflix original oh, yeah. anime that yeah. just came out with? Yeah, I, I seen it on there. It's amazing. Oh, I So so you said you said it's funny. Is it funny like is it trying to be funny? No, god no, is... not at all. <laughs> okay. No, okay. but it is it's because of that it's funnier than most things I've seen. Yeah. I was dying laughing. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it was incredible. It was like watching The Room, which is another amazing thing to watch. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I can't recommend. No damage <laughs> to, to Jaden Smith's Neo Yokio. Everybody um, should watch that because it was incredible. Oh, I can't even. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't. I, man, I'd play. I'd, yeah. Amazing. Um, Great. I have um, just something that I've been thinking about with all because with all of the of the um, the animation that's being produced and stuff. uh. Mm-hmm. I want to say buy Netflix, but that's the thing is, is it something that Netflix is going to studios and is like, hey, can you do this or make this show or they come up with some idea or whatever? Or is it that people approach Netflix and they say, well, make this, can you publish it under your name kind of thing? And then like you get a cut and like, how does that work? Because I feel like it was just Jaden Smith pitched something, paid for it, and then now it's on Netflix, you know? I don't know if that's something anybody knows about, but anyway. I am Googling yeah. it. <laughs> uh how does netflix play studio because I, I feel like people think that know. when netflix makes this stuff it's just like one studio called netflix which it isn't that does it i think they're getting like a bunch of studios to do things i'm sure netflix is probably just funding yeah, them but that's the thing is that i i feel like well people who don't know much about like animation or or the tv or any of the like anything about those industries or how they work might just assume there's one studio doing well, it here's a there's a headline um not too long ago in august says netflix plans to spend nearly 16 billion on content and then it says netflix more than 100 million subscribers will have many new original shows to binge watch the next few years the company has uh 15.7 billion in obligations committed to streaming content deals uh, and he said that this year, that six billion of that is for this year alone, uh, and this is for apparently for original content. But you know, just an article that I briefly looked at. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of things going on to it. But I think people pitch them. Yeah. But I could be wrong. It would be nice if anybody who like knows anything about how yeah. how that works, if they would maybe maybe tell us on Twitter or something. Tell us. Yeah. Tell, yeah. Tell us. It'd be good. Or on the forum. Did you ever make those forums? Nope. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> it's it's been on my back burner for a very long time. All right. Yeah, well, you know, someday there, someday. someday. I have a little mini topic before topic, but before that, do you guys have left for an air stage? You guys, anything else you wanted to mention that's not on our main topic or the one I'm going to introduce to you guys randomly? A little bit. Yes, let's hear it. So, there's something that that I've been listening in CC Weekly a lot, which is P two mentioning like rules to play and if you <laughs> really truly beat a game or not and stuff like that and DC counter 
Oh boy. And I understand what he's what he's saying completely. I get it, right? I get that sometimes you want like the bragging rights or you have you respect so much your own gaming experience that you think that the way you're doing it putting mm -hmm. something that is really really hard for you and actually beating it like it feels like it should count more like someone that either used cheats or had an, an easy mode or used continues or use whatever and i get that and it's, the, mm -hmm. it's something that is really powerful but there are ramifications in there that they haven't been mentioned for for once it's like you're being a little bit elitist right so you're <laughs> no it's right i agree <clears throat> it's a form of of that and i think elitist i think of p2 so oh so far, boy so good. oh boy and and if you're a really nice guy like any isms like <laughs> if you're a really nice guy that's fine it doesn't account for much but if you have certain tendencies that are that are not to be a nice person it ends up um with some aspects in gaming that are really really toxic that same form of elitism it's used a lot on the internet like for for certain games and it makes certain communities within the internet very closed and very um, harsh towards newcomers it makes them poison type pokemon correct <laughs> with only one ability toxic correct oh boy so Ayo. so i just want to say that if the same game can be enjoyed by someone that is really really hardcore and someone that is not so hardcore and even players that are casual it's not that the players have more or less merit because they're having fun with your game is that the developer actually has the most merit because the developer was able to account for that problem have a solution for it and most of the times that doesn't really work like either the game is casual or the game is you know mid-core or hardcore and that's how you get your your people playing the game but only few games can actually have that really wide appeal right and the other thing is that there's different types of aesthetics we call it uh, game aesthetics which is why you play a game Right and and everybody plays a game because they want to feel a certain thing. That uh, feeling of challenge is something that it's only one of the game aesthetics. Like some people don't actually like that part of gaming, and they'll play it for some other reason. Um, for example, there is fellowship. This is a really powerful, one of the most powerful ones, which is you know the feeling of belonging to a group, and some people just want to you know be there because they want to feel part of the group, part of what everybody. Is doing and that's how you get your fats but it's also how you get really good multiplayer and competitiveness uh, that's another one competitiveness right so right. They, they they keep saying i really beat the game but what does that even mean right the games are to be enjoyed and they should be enjoyed by people that want to enjoy it and if you're having a, a good time it doesn't really matter if the way you're having a good time is better than others because even though i understand it i you can also see its effects of that same attitude being used by not so nice people in order to create some toxicity in the, in gaming and that's really not something that that we should feed because there's already a lot of nastiness in in gaming that you know it's just kind of like pointless and and yeah I just wanted to see if, what what do you guys think about that because that that's something that I I'm listening to that I'm like ah oh, this is this has so many ramifications that are not like nice. Uh well, I haven't listened to that specific episode, uh, but 
uh, I, I think I kind of understand what you're saying from it. I definitely have some opinions on that. I mean, like, like I was just thinking about this as you were talking. I, I, f- I feel like there's like a first of all, you shouldn't really shouldn't matter how another person plays a game, but I think there's a spectrum of uh, validity to how to claiming you've beaten a game. And, I, and this is from my own perspective, from my own enjoyment. So I, I play, I try to beat a certain amount of games each year. For me, my own my own way of of determining and this is for me, and it only applies to me of beating a game is usually getting the credits. Um, for example, when I beat a game. I'll sometimes make a note on the side. If I, for example, I think I have my beat games this year. Uh, the last one we beat was Kid. Well, second to last one I beat was Kid Dracula. And I put save states. Uh, for example, lost in my pocket. I put some state save, save state use, and then I have one where I have like, yeah, for Castlevania, heavy save, save state use. And these are just notes for me personally, so that I, you know, acknowledge to myself that I did not beat it the way uh, it's originally intended. Um, I think that hacks. If if you were to use a hacks in a game that kind of negates um, the validity of you beating it, so I I have a less of an issue with that, or more of an issue with that. But if you're using uh, what's in the game, which does not include save states, unless you're doing virtual console, but if you're playing what's within the game, including cheat codes and all that, and easy modes and all that stuff, then I think it's it's valid you beat the game. It's how they've done it. If you're using save states, I I mean in the end it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because, like, what what are you what are you comparing? What are you what are you, what are you trying to? Are you comparing epines? Like, it doesn't really matter. It's for your own enjoyment. I think I think when it really really affects it, if you're if it's in a multiplayer setting, I think then stuff like you know uh, uh, like pay to win or or cheat cheat codes or hacks or whatever. I think that's when it actually does matter because it affects the enjoyments of other people. But uh, I don't think being too su- super elitist over whether or not you've truly played a game, truly played a game is is uh, kind of silly. Like, uh, oh, you 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 uh, used easy mode. Well, you didn't really beat the game. I mean, well, maybe he did beat it. Who cares? It's for him. It doesn't matter. Single player. Uh, that's how I. But yeah, I, I would put a spectrum of, of beating. Like, if you beat a game, and at the one end of the spectrum is you 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 literally cheated or exploited to get to the end, and the other at the other end is um uh, you beat it at the hardest difficulty, no issue. And then everything in normal mode would be center of the. So where in the spectrum do you lie? Uh, yeah. Anyways, you other two people on our show. What do you think? Just I guess for me anyway, not in terms of just beating the game, but also just playing it. Like, um, there's a person who I don't know if he still listens to the show or not. Uh, we were having a chat about, um, I think Halo. Yeah, we were having a chat about Halo one day, uh, and I really like that series. Um, and I think he had made like a comment like if you're not one shotting these types of enemies, which are like the grunts or whatever, because they just take one headshot and they die. Uh, if, if you're not doing that, then you're not playing the game properly. And it's, and it's, it was that Kevin? <laughs> maybe not. Kevin. It, it was a Kevin. I'm going to let you uh, just, I guess, maybe come to your own. Uh, OK, but anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't uh, to be like. I, I didn't think about it much at the time and it's like totally overblown now uh, just me even talking about it but I just kind of <laughs> thought like what do you mean like there are tons of times where you know I might have taken two shots instead of one but like everybody tries for that headshot and if they don't get it it's not a big fucking deal it's not like you miss it and then it's like you're a bad fucking player like wait, do, wait, wait um, quick, quick question if you miss it does it say game over no <laughs> well then I don't think there's a problem <laughs> but that's I, I'm sure he didn't mean anything by it i just thought it was just kind of like well wait why (laughs) (laughs) he's trying to Uh, he's trying to gatekeeper you 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but just just things like that, you know, like if you're not doing a certain thing, then you're not playing a game properly. And it's like, right. but, you know, if these functions are in here and you're allowed to miss and not get a game over, then why is that considered not playing it properly? Like, yeah, you know, not like, not everybody is good at aiming kind of thing. <laughs> but no, anyway. I agree. You're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Bam. You left. Uh, you know, it's you can play a game however you want, and that it's all as, as long as you get what you want out of it. Even if you're cheating, who cares? Like, if if that's how you enjoy your game, cheat and then play. Obviously, in a multiplayer setting, that's a different story. Yeah. But if you if you're playing single player and you just wanna, you know, pop in a game genie and get invincibility or ninety nine lives right at the start of a game, then if if that's how you really want to play it, then go ahead and play it that way. I don't think there should be anyone who should really say otherwise. Yeah, you know? unless you're using, unless you're like, it's a contest or you're trying to get the Guinness Book of Records and shit. Uh, who cares if you cheat, right? It's for yourself. Yeah. If if you're going out now, it, it, that changes a little bit if you're bragging about it. Like, I beat this game in five <laughs> minutes. And I'm the best. But but you know, he used invincibility or, or she used invincibility. Then fuck that's that. And then 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 I think you're, there's an argument to be made that you know that doesn't count the same yeah you, you um, should be yeah. honest about how you finish the game um if you did use if you're cheats, trying to brag or like, whatever hey. but yeah but like you know i like i'm 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 fairly i would like to say purist i don't like to do a whole lot of you know i don't like to download mods or i don't like to do anything too fancy with the games that i play just i just like to play them and um it, it to me it's just like i want to play this game the way the developer intended mm-hmm. because I want to. I don't want to judge you, but I want to. I want to have an opinion based on what you created, not based on what other people created. And that's kind of why I have a problem with mods personally. Like people can do what they want, and that's fine. But I'll. I'll never use a mod personally because I, I just. You can play World of Warcraft don't like it. without a mod. Uh well okay World of Warcraft I guess is slightly different um because that's just like enhanced features yeah, in some that way game is unplayable but. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I play a lot of WoW without mods, right. so it's not a big deal. But I usually just use Recount, but that's the only one I've ever used. But like, I've never there's like hundreds of mods for Total War, and I've never downloaded a single one. Um, I've been playing a lot of Darkest Dungeon lately, and there's a bunch of mods for that, and I just I don't touch any of them because I want I want to experience the game the way you know it was intended to be experienced. Personally, mm-hmm. I just want to clarify Amazing. something because. I, I understand getting, becoming good at a game, you know, playing the meta game, that, that thing in, in which we say, I'm going to play like this and I'm going to get good at it and I'm going to follow these rules that I apply to myself because I want to do X, Y, or Z. Like, I get that and, and that is really good. But if you think of, think of the most cliched, stereotypical gamer, right? <laughs> and... <laughs> I think it's fair to say that the stereotypical gamer is kind of kind of a jerk, all right? It's someone that takes the, their gaming experience really, really seriously, and in a way, it excludes someone else from enjoying it just because of having that image. And this is a really broad generalization, but talk to a normie, and <laughs> when you talk to normies... I love that word. <laughs> but it happens to me a lot, right? It happens to me right. a lot that I... I'm like in, in social situations in which, what do you do for, for a living? And I'm like, oh, I'm a game designer, whatever. And they're like, oh, games, that's cool. And then I ask, like, do you like games? Uh, 
I'm not good at games. You get that answer a lot. That thing about yeah. I'm not good at games. What does that even mean? And this is years of, of gamers, right? Overvaluing uh, gaming skills. Because games is not something that, that should be like, like handling heavy machinery. You know what I mean? It's another medium. It's like, I'm not good at, at watching movies. What does that even mean? Right? Well, I got to pause for a second there. Because think about it. I was just thinking because you, you sparked something in me. Uh, think about the origin of games. Back then, back in the arcade time, it no, was no, no. about... Wait, 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 wait. Origin of games? We're talking about the, the 40s in, like, military... No, 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 no. I'm sorry, sorry. Let's say the origin of the uh, arcade... <laughs> yeah, not the... The arcade, the arcade times. Because that's, when, that's when like... More... That's like medieval times, more than <laughs> early history. <laughs> when it became more of a mainstream thing with arcades and whatnot. Like, I think back then, at least for the 80s, a lot of a lot of it was just beating the scores and, and seeing how, how good... Like, you know, the whole thing... The only appeal of a lot of those games was to get your name on the scoreboard. So not maybe, really. Maybe well, back then, wasn't it? Like no, when I was no, a kid, no. that was no. Because was if about. you if you if you talk to people in in those times, like most people mm. play Pac-Man. If you play people in the next generation, like most people played some of the games in that era, like Super Mario Brothers or whatever, right? But right yeah. now, like, who's playing? What's what's a new? <laughs> what was what's a new game from like this year that was big? Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Megan's playing it right now. Yeah, and that's and, and that's a super niche game. Right. I would, I would. So it's, it's right now games that are like big right now are are niche games where back in the 80s, maybe even in the 70s, late 70s, were more like novelties for mass audiences. So right now there's such a high barrier for gaming that a lot of people, they just they just don't even consider it as a thing. That's why like mobile is, is so is so good for them right because they don't have to think about you know being criticized by the gaming community now i understand what you're saying rob i i i do get that in those times you know you go yeah yeah i just meant you go to an arcade oh like stranger things it's no no spoilers um (laughs) first episode the second season the first episode first like 10 seconds of the series the the kids go to an arcade and it was a point of reunion and 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 yeah it's a bunch of nerds but um it's, it's it's different, right? It's like has a broader appeal. But right now, like who knows about Assassin's Creed's origins? If you go to to talk to normies, they they probably heard about Assassin's Creed from from someone. But yeah, chances are they haven't played it, and and right rightfully so because those games are are difficult to to approach in a way. You have to have a console, and you have to know all these yeah, yeah. things about um, the conventions of the genre and, and stuff like that. Well, what I'm trying to say is that games. Is not something that should be as exclusive as it is. It it should be more more or less like yes, there are games that are hard, and you're probably not gonna play them. But um, games as a as a medium should be more approachable to to everyone. And that that is what we're trying to do um, as developers. And 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 right now people just get so angry on the internet, right? If a game is not how they think a game should be, if the game doesn't have the stuff that they want to, if if they don't get the sequel to the, to the series that they want, the people just are so angry all the time. And <laughs> I think true. I think that part of that is this attitude we have towards gaming where you, know, you have to be like good at them. And how, how, has it happened to you that you stopped playing a game because the community was just so hostile? Because I've done it, and it sucks, right? Because it, it prevents you from playing a game. And I guess for girls, it's even worse. And, it, and, and, <laughs> and that sucks. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be like... So I always play on mute, and then even then it's bad. But anyway. Fan, fandoms in general, I think, have that problem. I was just thinking of a, a, a show I love, Rick and Morty. 
if you've oh, heard man. anything about it recently, it makes you almost embarrassed to admit that you like the show. And the show's fucking a really great show. I love it. But like when you when the when the news focuses on the on riding over McDonald's hot sauce, like then you're kind of like, yeah, I like Rick and Morty. It's the same with Sonic. Uh, you know, I love Sonic since I was a kid. It has a very unique fan base that makes it difficult to talk to other people. Like I like Sonic, and then what what does that imply with it? <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, I understand what you mean by that. Like certain communities can really turn you off from a game, but I, I try to still enjoy the game anyways. Like if I was to let the Pokemon community affect how I feel about Pokemon, then I, it would ruin one of my favorite franchises. So I don't know. I'll try I try not to. I just don't engage. I don't, I'm not really a community person. The most the most I do is is talk to cartridge club i don't really i don't really do much else online to be honest with you i don't have the patience for people uh but yeah yeah i know exactly what you're saying yeah and i just want to clarify like i think p2 is the nicest guy ever oh i hate him and he's great and he's usually i enjoy weekly a lot is this i was just thinking of ramifications right of of this same thing applied to people or or group groups of people that are not nice it unleashes this chain of events that that ends up in, in very nice, nasty places, I feel like. So I, I just wanted to mention that, so I'm sorry if I hijacked the conversation. No, it's cool. Dude, it's awesome. uh, let's segue, though. <laughs> What's your real fast favorite Halloween experience? Because this is our Halloween episode! Shelby, what, 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 give me a Halloween thing you liked. My favorite Halloween experience just a good like, one. ever? Yeah, sure. Um, I think it was when I was younger and... This is when I was not even, well, anyway. Uh, sorry, I, I was just going on a tangent there. Um, <laughs> when I was younger, and I really, really, really liked the Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, and I remember I really, really wanted to go as uh, the pink Power Ranger. And anyway, so we were going around just kind of like looking for costumes and stuff. And it was a bit later on, like, or closer to Halloween anyway, where you just couldn't find you know, the, the stuff that you wanted or whatever, everything good has been taken kind of thing. Uh, and I had known before because after, like being at Walmart and whatever with my mom and stuff that I had seen them, but it was always just, oh, we'll get it next time, we'll get it next time, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so next time we go, uh, we can't find it. <laughs> so, and then I got upset. I can't remember like what my sister wanted to go as either. And my brother wasn't even born yet at this point. But anyway, uh, so I got just kind of just sad and just very, very upset uh, that we couldn't find it. And then my mom was like, well, you have to pick something else. And of course, me, I'm just like, no, fuck that. And I was just being mopey the whole time. And I think we were in like the kitchen stuff. And we had found a pink Power Ranger costume just kind of like stuffed in the back of like all of this stuff. And it was like, you know when people, when they're going and they have something in their cart and they decide they don't want it anymore? So they just put it like on the nearest shelf? Yeah. It might have it just been somebody doing that. But anyway, uh, yeah, so that's how I got my pink Power Ranger costume and I was really stoked about it. Sounds like a miracle to me. And yeah. she still wears it to this day. What the fuck? Whoa. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that was Oh my god. Left. But uh uh how about that person tells us their their Halloween experience they like. I can't hear I can't a fucking understand. word you're saying. I heard Tron <laughs> uh, Medic Metatron. I, I heard what's wrong, oh. but other than that I I can't it's really <laughs> Wait, is this not Can like a get... joke? Like does the person not maybe realize that their voice is all fucked up? They're just turning into a demon. Is it not a voice changer that you've put on? Oh, I think it was a, wasn't on purpose. Who was that? Was that Sage or left? No. 
That, oh, that was left. Left's voice went crazy. <laughs> I thought I thought that was so. I, th- I thought he put on a voice Me changer. Too. Yeah, I thought too. I thought it was on purpose. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. That's funny. Left. Can you hear me? What now? was that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I- so good. Oh wow! I thought you were just playing around. <laughs> no. Oh my god! Uh, okay, well, well, get a Halloween experience real quick. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. This one is my favorite uh, Halloween experience. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear. No, you guys heard there. Um, but uh, okay, quick, quick Halloween experience. Um, I was jumped by older kids. They took all my candy. Right. Uh, so I went and I told my brother, and I know exactly who did it. Um, so I went and told my older brother, because my older brother is like, you know, he'll beat anybody up who messes with me kind of thing. But he'll, he'll beat me up, but no one else can beat me up but my brother. Um, so we, we approached them and then he's like, here's the plan, Jeffrey. Because he called me that. No one calls me that, by the way. Here's the plan, Jeffrey. (laughs) Can I call you Lefty? Um, No, please don't. Um. So basically, he's like, I'm just going to, like, approach them and, like, intimidate them, and then you're going to sneak behind and steal the candy. Nice. Um, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. So so I did it, and then they saw me, and they chased me, and then my brother pushed them all to the ground. <laughs> and, then I, and then I just, like, ran full tilt with my big Did candy. you get extra candy back from it? <laughs> no, Damn, no. That would have been better. Aww. Uh, I don't have uh, a memory I can think of immediately. Uh, although I have a complaint thanks to Shelby. I fucking hated those damn masks. The the plastic masks that are basically half the helmet or Superman's face. Yeah. You know, I Maybe always hated as a kid. What's that? Oh, really? Yeah, because I wanted the what? full helmet. <clears throat> yeah. But I couldn't afford any of that stuff. And also, I don't think they usually sold the really nice costumes with the full on helmet. But it always, always used to irk me. Mm. I would try to make my own costumes. One year I made a Scarlet Spider. Uh, then I made a Venom costume. These were really bad, by the way. And uh, and then there was a year where I think I may have told us in the show once where I went to Steve Urkel, um, which was <laughs> I don't think you not, told that. Well, you know, it's like uh, okay, well, let's all right. I'll tell it. It's embarrassing. I was in grade two at the time, and Family Matters was all the rage. Now, for those who may or may not know me, I am what some might call a cracker, uh, but I really wanted to be Steve Urkel because you know I, I had I I was convinced I had the impression down and stuff. And anyways. There, you could go to the store and buy uh, um, a brown face paint. So I, I, had, oh, I did I that. Oh, I heard not on the show. but I, I, It gets worse, though, because my mom was like, it's too cold. You have to wear a jacket. But I'm like, well, I can't. You get to see the suspenders and stuff. So I wore a big puffy jacket, and over that was a white shirt with the suspenders on top of that. Uh, with with these old glasses, I think reading glasses, and then really shittily applied black makeup to my like brown makeup to my face. By the way, not even like well done. Uh, and then I was, so I was fat blackface steve urkel for when i was seven for halloween wow yeah. honestly there wasn't meant to be culturally insensitive i just really love the character but i did not go about <laughs> it the right way so sorry everybody Boy. sorry about that uh i don't think anybody could tell i think it just looked like a dirty fat kid <laughs> 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 but oh i'm not gonna say it's my favorite halloween but it's definitely one of my most memorable ones it's uh it's a good it's a good story Oh, it's a good, it's a good story. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, let's t- segue over to our topic. So our topic is medieval uh, for the PlayStation One, developed by SCE Cambridge Studio uh, and published by Sony. 
for the PlayStation, and there was a PSP remake later. It was released in October 1998, and then uh, in Japan 1999, and it was an action-adventure hack-and-slash uh, game. So, real quick, uh, Seiji asked me why we were playing this game. Megan has been asking me for the last four years to play this game. She loves this game. A lot of nostalgia for it. So, uh, that's why I chose it. And it also, you know, Halloween. There's, like, pumpkin shit. So, it has a Halloween aesthetic. So, that's why we played it this year. Uh, real quick, fun trivia, though. This is for left more than anything. So, uh, this is from Wikipedia. Development of Medieval began in late 1995 at an independent developer, Millennium uh, Interactive Cambridge. Chris Sorrell, previously known for the James Pond series of games, <laughs> created the original concept for Medieval and started as the games, served as the game's creative director. Sorrell joined uh, completing James Pond 3 and then he then he went on to work. James Pond left. You and I played that game once. We did. We I bought it for Super Nintendo and we tried it. It was really confusing and weird. Yeah, I didn't understand that game. Uh, no, I, but there's three like, of them, so it probably was decent. Yeah, apparently. Uh, some other fun fun fact. According to Sorrel, the first design proposal for the game had the working title Dead Man Dan <laughs> and described a game that was initially a fusion of Capcom Ghosts and Goblins combined with the art style of Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. As development progressed, lead artist Wilson pu pushed the game into more of a Zelda role-playing game influence direction as opposed to the original arcade-style concept. Looking to attract a major publishing deal, Millennium Interactive initially began working on multiple platforms including Windows and Second Saturn before giving Sony of Europe a working demo of the game. Impressed by the progress, Sony signed Medieval to be an exclusive PlayStation game and commissioned Cambridge Studio as Sony's second studio in the United Kingdom after uh, Cygnosis. During the pr production of the, the demo, there was a programmer for each platform, and uh, they were having financial difficulties and wanted to secure publishing quickly, so Sega and Microsoft were also interested in the game. But uh, yeah, went to, to Sony. So there we go. Initial impressions from, from you. Did, wait, actually, real quick question. Shelby, do you even play it? Oh, yep. great. Awesome. I, just, I thought you didn't we yeah, not have had time to. And Lef, you played it ages no. ago, right? I, I played it um, I played and beat it when I was a kid. Okay. Um, but I, I did play a little bit last oh, night. Oh, awesome. So. That's good. So, all right. So, initial impressions of the game, Shelby? Um, okay. So, <laughs> when I the, the opening cinematic is fucking fantastic. <laughs> Um, also the, I think it's Zarok, Zarok Zara? something, the evil priest dude, he reminds me of, um, like a melting version of, you know, Frollo, I think his name is Frollo from the Hunchback of Notre oh. Dame, <laughs> the, the bad yeah. guy. The oh yeah, really I remember you talking about, dude. yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know what it is, I think it's just like the chin and like the tiny eyeballs, well not tiny, but like just the way everything is spaced bag, on his face, his proportions and stuff. Uh, all the names are, are pretty great. Um, also, the scariest thing about this game isn't even like the the fucking like levels or like the the bad guy. It's actually the skeleton at the title screen uh, who points to new game or old oh. game. <laughs> that thing is terrifying. I don't think it's meant to be, but anyway. to be a scary game. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I really hate the camera. Yeah, we'll talk game. about controls. Like, I have we'll some. Talk about that, that later. Sure. Uh, left, did, you know, so this, I guess you won't be able to remember what you thought when you were a kid, but if you're able to reach back that far, do you remember what you thought when you, when you first played it? Yeah, it's, it's a little hard. It was so long ago. Um, I absolutely remember loving this game from start to finish when I, when I played it, uh, as a child and from the hour I played last night, I, I, I did have a lot of fun playing okay. it and I might go back to it. Um, nice. one, one thing that really, I don't know, 
the weird the one thing like i have fuzzy memories of the game like throughout the most of it but the one thing that stood with me through the you know more than a decade since i played this game is the beginning story of the main character which i absolutely love and i've always been a big fan of him like daniel fortescue, fortescue. i think is um yeah. so I, i'm always i've always been into like knights and and things like that so i've always liked kind of the I don't know the the atmosphere and setting that the game had, but I absolutely loved it. How it was just like so. Basically, he he was like a soldier, and then he was leading the charge in a battle against what's his name, Zartok, Zerax, though, and. And then so a hail of arrows comes at them and then basically yeah. one stray arrow hits him in the eye and then kills him and then that was mm-hmm. it. Uh, he died. So I, for some reason I found that to be so memorable um, yeah. that that, that was his story. They hero too, right? Or something? Pardon? They, well, they, they – the, you know the two goblins – not goblins, but they're like the weird like stone – The gargoyles? The gargoyles? Things. Yeah, where they're <laughs> – they're just like oh well over time uh people forgot what actually happened and you're actually like you know they yeah you to be a fucking hero. yeah and, and he really wasn't kind of thing so <laughs> voice acting i'll show you <laughs> i shouldn't anyway. even i shouldn't even stand what he was saying he sounded like he was talking gibberish um but uh <laughs> yeah. I, I i loved that his 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 backstory i thought it was really amusing um and fun fact m- it would happen a lot in the medieval era that arrows would hit you in the eye, um, but it was rare that it was ever fatal. Oh, really? yeah. oh, you just lost like all your emotions because it would hit you in the fucking brain. <laughs> anyway. Impressions of the game, Seiji. First impressions of the game. Well, mm, it sort of was like uh, Golden Goblins, right? Uh, a little bit like in 3D, 3D space with really bad camera. Um, yeah, kind of like a, well, that. Like, you missed that part, but there actually that was one of the initial uh, ideas for the game was to go in a ghost and goblin direction. So yeah. you're not you're not far off. Yeah, it must have been. Uh, so it's hard. It was hard. It was almost not readable for me. I was questioning it. They're like weapon placements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So my first impression were like, oh, this game is. It's hard, not in the in a difficult way. Like it's hard to like swallow, right? It was right. it was kind of difficult for me personally. You know, PS One games didn't grow up with them, so I don't, I, I yeah. have no nostalgia. And all, but uh, apart from the nostalgia, it's more like um, there you need to have certain tolerance to for uh, for certain things. Mm-hmm. A lot of loadings. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the game wasn't. It, it's it's not bad. At all, I, it didn't strike me as a bad game. It's just a game that maybe got, how to say it, superannuated. I think it's, uh, it's a bit dated in some areas. I think correct. So yeah, that's my for, first impressions. Yeah. Well, for me, so I played it on. I I bought. I own it for the PS One. I I do have it physically, and I have the PSP remake, which I did not play. Uh, but I wanted to play it on Virtual Console just because it's more convenient. So I was going to use my Vita, handheld again, more convenient. Um, but it's it's very difficult to play on on Vita, and I do not recommend it. If you don't have both shoulder buttons, this game becomes so much harder than it needs to be. So eventually, I, I wound up switching to PS3, which is basically the same as the PS1 version, and the game became a lot better to control. However, still has issues with controls, and I don't think it's necessarily because the game is bad. But I, I think, like Seiji was alluding to, it it's a little dated. These controls were probably really probably pretty good back then, or at least by those by those standards. And this is a very early 3D game. Like there wasn't a lot to go by on at this point in time. I believe the developers said that they were they had some early builds of Crash Bandicoot and uh, and a couple of other games like that. 
that they kind of use as as a maybe as a starting point. But so there, so a lot of this was like new grounds for a lot of developers back then. So I'll give them a break there. But uh, visually, I really like it. I think that because it's stylized, it still has some uh, some appeal to it that a lot of games in that era don't. Um, maybe maybe because I played it on the PS3, it, it it smooths out some of the ugliness that you would see if you were to play it PS1. Um, but I like the Halloweeny look to a lot of it. The pumpkins everywhere. I like the the, the uh, stylized proportions of Fortescue. I like that he's missing his lower jaw. Uh, the Level designs are, are pretty interesting. Well, we'll get to that stuff later. But yeah, my first impression was I liked the way it looked. I liked the feeling of it. Did I could not stand the controls. Even when I switched to PS3 later, that didn't change too much. So, I guess we should talk controls then. So, it's um, 3D... I'm not going to say platform, but 3D adventure game. Um, you can jump. You can run around in all directions. You have uh, two attack buttons, I believe. One is like a quick attack, and one's a yeah. heavy one, and you can charge it. You have different weapons that you collect through the game, and to switch them, you have to hit select, which brings up a new menu, and you scroll through the menu to find weapons. So that's actually a pain in the ass. Um, so I think there's one other one. Oh, yeah, block. You can block, so you can pick up shield. and. Uh, it pauses the game when you open your inventory. It does, okay. right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. That's. Uh, I was going to say, it does kind of seem like a pain in the ass, but at least like the game's not still going while you have to do it. I was that telling Megan when I was playing it that I would have wished that it would have just let me scroll through the weapons. Like, for example, Kid Dracula, you could just hit select and it would keep scrolling through them. So having both as an option would have been nice if you could just kind of quickly slide through. Um, but yeah. yeah, you're right. And yeah. so the game can play an analog with the analog stick or without. I, again, recommend with the analog. Uh, shoulder buttons. Uh, one, two of them let you rotate the camera. Holding two together puts you in jack point of view, so you can look around your environments. And did you say, I did jack? say jack? I meant uh, Daniel. Okay. Uh, Dead man Dan. Um, yeah, I don't know where I got jack. Anyways, yeah, so you could do that, and uh, I think that's it. Of course, there's collectible power-ups. Uh, the weird thing to do in this game is neat. So you buy, you get like the uh, these these vials. You can find new vials, and it basically gives you an extra life bar. And you'll sometimes find these green points, like these fountains, uh, for lack of a better term, that you can stand yeah. on and fill up your vial. So when, so when you die, instead mm -hmm. of getting a game over, which I will... So basically, you'll, you'll go to your next life bar, and you can fill them up. However, if in this game, which is the thing I hated, this, this made me really angry, is when you did die and get a game over, which I got usually from platforming, less from combat, um, you just get a game over. So you have to reload from wherever you last save, and this means you don't reset the level over again, Assuming you saved, if you're lucky enough to have saved before the level, you still have to go through the main yeah. screen, through the intro, select load game, wait for it to load. That was a big design flaw, in my opinion. Like, you should have just reloaded at the beginning of the level, or even on the map. The actual game over thing, mm -hmm. ugh, not cool. That really irked me. Um, but yeah, so those are the basic controls. We might be missing some nuances here and there, but that's, that's how you play the game. So you collect weapons, yeah. and you have a world map. And basically, you select your level in that world map, and inside that level, and the level designs are actually, I think, are quite cool, but you basically can find, there's like secret areas and stuff that you can find, and there's a chalice, mm -hmm. and if you kill enough if you kill enough enemies, the chalice will light up, the chalice. and getting a chalice lets you unlock yeah. stuff in the Hall of Heroes, so you get new weapons and, and abilities and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I loved the Hall of Heroes. It was like <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the whole game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's cool once you collect more chalices that, like, because when you initially go there, there's no sound effects or anything it's just kind of like eerie silent or whatever but the more you collect the more i guess sounds start to i guess show right. up appear would be a bad word but anyway <laughs> yep yeah um 
cool. So uh, I just as, as we don't have a lot of time, but I have some question. So I mean, I was gonna ask about graphics, but really, what's to say other than this is a really old game? Uh, if you like, I think I mentioned, but if you like the style of this game, I think it holds up fairly well. But yeah, it's it's, it's a PlayStation One, early PlayStation One game. Um, so which platform did you all play it on? Curiously, I already said what I'd played it on, but what about you guys? Well, I played the PlayStation One version right. on a computer. Okay. I might have done the same thing. <laughs> so it's hard for me to judge controls when right. I was already using horrible controls in the first place. That's so, fair. and I and I know how you played yours. But you used a controller though, right? Yeah, yeah. Use a yeah, 360 controller. A <laughs> so that's a hint. Uh, <laughs> so we did ask initial impressions already. Did you guys? So I, I, I guess a good question is how far did everybody get? Okay. I'll go first because I probably didn't make it as far as everybody else. But um, I got to the, I guess, first real boss, which is the stained glass guy. Which, by the way, I actually really oh, like that right. boss. I think it's like one of the coolest bosses <laughs> ever. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, he looks stupid, but I like the, the stained glass. And, like, when he moves, you can hear, like, the, the I guess, like, jingling of, like, yeah. glass pieces or whatever. I don't know. I just thought it was so cool. <laughs> I hated that boss. Um, but yeah, that's as far as, as far as I got. But I also um, stopped and, and tried to do like everything as I went. So it wasn't just trying to like get through it as fast as I could. But awesome. yeah. Uh, left. Well, you know, you beat the game. So that's pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Seiji, how far did you get? Cool. Uh, I got marginally farther. I managed to do the, after you beat that, you go to a new level. I went back and did a few extra things and you go to a new level and then you fight another boss, and then you get to the next land, which uh, I got to the first level of the next land. And then there's only three lands, I believe. Did not, so I, clearly I did not beat the game, uh, which is pretty rare for me when it comes to these games, but I, I just couldn't... I was having a big trouble with uh, the area after the boss. You have to do a simple three jump over three platforms. But man, I would just keep missing it over and over again. His jump would just come short, or he would overshoot, or I couldn't line it up properly, and I was getting so frustrated. Uh, I finally eventually did do it. The worst part is once you get past that, you have to fight a boss right after, and I, and I died on the boss. So I had to do the jump again and then fight the boss again. Uh, but yeah, oh, no. uh, I just want to say I love the world map because <laughs> it reminds me of Chrono Cross, and that's a good thing for me. So I, I, I like the world map quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really... Yeah, it's how far I got. So we all got relatively close to the same area, I think. Um, I I uh, did. You, was there any levels that really stood out to you as ones that you didn't that you hated, or like? What which one did you hate the most? Well, I didn't like. I guess it's just one chunk of an area, and that's. I think it's still in. No, it's right before you get to the mausoleum. It's the fucking. Like the it's the roll or whatever, and it's yeah. The f yeah, it, yeah, yeah. No, it's the rocks that are coming down the fucking. It's hard. Oh my god, yep. that's the only time I didn't get a game over. I did. Uh, I I jumped over a rock. Uh, and then I landed, but then I got hit by another one, and then it pushed me off of the fucking map. Like I, f and I was like, "What the shit?" Uh, and then I came. I still had like a life vial mm. left or whatever, so I got like, I don't know. I guess some somebody used mage hand <laughs> and picked my body up and brought it back mage up hand. onto the land. Uh, and then I I revived, and that was fine. And then I kept playing. But God, that was so fucking annoying. Yep. Um, uh, I hit that part. And also finding the club in that part, I found it by accident, and it was after I got you know pushed off again by a fucking rock because i thought oh there must be a club up here that i can use to take it and like you know open or uh break these rocks because there's a part in the level where you got to break these rocks and you get oh in, man like, i went back later to do that shit yeah i didn't know yeah 
Oh yeah, no, I I did everything kind of like in one go. Um, <laughs> that was just probably a bad idea. But yeah, and I found that that club because I got pushed off, and I was like, oh, is this how I was supposed to get here? And then I grabbed it and beat the shit out of everybody <laughs> with it, and then got all the stuff. But yeah, um, and I really liked. There's a part in the first where there's like an angel statue, and if you push it a certain way, then whatever way it's facing, that mm-hmm. gate opens. It's very simple, but I thought it was oh, kind of right cool. Um. How about you guys? Uh, say, did you have a level that you liked or hated that stood out to you? Uh, well, I, I'll reserve it better for my okay for my damage because it's really just the uh, I played just a couple of sessions and and I found some problems and that's gonna influence my damage. So yeah. Well, after this part, we'll go on to damage. Then, uh, left. Did you have any levels that stood out to you as ones that you liked a lot? Uh, it's hard to remember. Um, I only played the first level, so it's the only one that's really fresh. Right. Um, I'll just talk about how I love the Hall of Heroes again, because yeah, I, I just really liked um, meeting the heroes and kind of hearing how, how they thought of, of the main character and everything like that. So I just I love going to the Hall of Heroes and just kind of seeing him interact with everybody and then seeing the other heroes. It was really cool, and that was like one of my favorite aspects of the whole game. Awesome. Uh, I think I mentioned that I hated that platform level of the, I think it's called Return of the Graveyard. And that the rolling boulders down the hill was really pissing me off too. Did not like it. They were like the golf balls in. Uh, yeah, Western except a lot more annoying. Awful. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's move on to damage then, uh, and then we can kind of mention some other stuff while we're doing that. But uh, Sage, you want to start things off? Um, sure. So do it up. This is a good example of whenever people do underappreciate games like Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time, which Ocarina of Time just, I mean, by the way, was released less than a month after Medieval yeah. in November 1998. And if you play those two games, you really want to have an appreciation of how good and how revolutionary uh, the controls and the camera introduced in Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time especially play those two you can play something like medieval and realize like whoa they really were learning how to do these things in those times and i can yeah. relate how difficult camera controls are even to this day so i've been involved in 3d controls in my previous project my recent previous projects and it's a complicated problem like now it's not trivial like still people are thinking about these things you play a game like mario odyssey which i'm playing right now and i was i was playing it and i i was actually like what, what how do they manage this um, this problem because in medieval you don't have um, a lot of variation in the ground like it doesn't have like curves and stuff like that in in mario odyssey you have a lot of that so how do how and when and how much do you change the camera angle and speed and the rotation of the camera Uh, things like adjustment like uh, you know pressing a button to reset the camera Um, it's it's a convenience thing that that medieval i mean would benefit it greatly from the, the camera has this weird acceleration too if you want to rotate it and it doesn't res- it's not really responsive so there are things in there that are product of their of their time now uh beyond uh, graphics and controls and conventions and how how far you know 3d games have, have reached um i don't know if you had this experience but you start the game and they give you like a sword and they give you like the throwing knives and then you deplete that those really really quickly or yeah. at least i did because i was experimenting with the game still and then i was stuck with my own arm for the rest of my experience almost 
Yes, yes. I that same so, thing happened to me. I don't understand. <laughs> like, like that that is a that is a design flaw. Yeah. Like you, you you give the player like uh, um, weapons, yeah. and in my case, I didn't even get to use mm -hmm. the sword because I was using the sword, and then I pick up the knives, and all of a sudden, like there was no way to go back. Right. If you run. If you run out of the knives, it defaults back to your arm. You could switch which is the arm. stupid because you still have the sword. No, but this is, this is the thing. Um, you can go in your inventory and stuff, but it's just weird um, because when that happened to me, I thought, okay, well, if it defaulted back to the arm, like, do I not have my sword anymore, kind of thing? Uh, so I played like that for a little bit, and then I like you know went in my inventory and I saw the sword, and I was like, oh, well, what the fuck? Like, why don't you just default it to the worse, sword? It gets worse, actually. No you sense, can, the sword anyway. can be stolen from you, and that happened to me, and I lost the sword. I was so angry. Yeah, stupid imps. Yeah, that's <laughs> the <laughs> So, I, I think I played... There are, like, five levels, right? T till the first boss, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Something like that. So, I played the first level with the throwing knives, and then those... I Those run off on the second level and then for the remaining of the game up to very close to the boss I got throwing knives again. So that part was, was strange. The other strange thing, not strange but maybe that's the way it is, but your your health bar is huge, it has like 300 health points, right? So I never died from combat. But what happened is that when I reached the, the first boss and I was with my full bar now I got throwing knives, and then there's this introduction to the boss, and there's a text saying that oh, only it's it's hardest, it's only weak point, right? So the first thing that this boss does, if I remember correctly, is that he floats around in the in the boss stage, and then he reveals the heart, and I was wondering like, okay, so that's where I, I I have to hit, and then two seconds after, it sprayed me with knives or what with, with projectiles, and I died, like, almost instantly, like, 300 health points gone, like, that. that, that is not something that the yeah. game is is teaching you, the game teaches you, like, hey, you have a really huge health bar, you can get a lot of hits, right, that's what the game is teaching me, the player, or that's, or me, in my experience, right, and then all, all of a sudden, I, I get to this Okay, but because the length of the state of the levels is very different, right? Mm -hmm. So this particular level, the one with, where, where the boss is, is pretty long, and it has like Zelda-like like dungeon puzzles. So it, it takes a while to get there, or at least it did for me. So yeah. I got there, and then I don't even under—I couldn't even understand what what happened. I died, and then I went back to the to the title screen after a bunch of loading screens. I'm almost ashamed to uh, admit it, but. Um, this is what happened, and, and those are the reasons why I rage quit the game. Like, I, I didn't <laughs> want to do to know anything else about the game. So, because of that experience, you know, the outdated game, kind of frustrating design decisions, uh, that boss, that I couldn't understand what happened, and, and some of the uh, um, quality of life kind of problems. I, I feel I feel very um compelled to give it a full damage, but this is a game that, that Megan recommended, which I, <laughs> which I appreciate a whole lot. Uh, the game does have a really really interesting style, uh, sense of humor. So I, I like that. So in terms of recommending the game, I don't know. It's like hard. It's it's hard to me to to recommend the game, but if this is a game that someone really really like i respect that and i can see why and maybe closer to his release <laughs> they would have been better 
um, and if you're a PS1 fan, and I guess I'll, I'll give it a, a, a three quarters damage because I guess that I would recommend this game to someone that, you know, that likes PlayStation and, and early 3D platformers or adventure games. So yeah, awesome. that's my damage three quarters. Cool. I'm, I'm going to go next and then I have to go and then you guys can wrap the episode up because um, I have to, I'm already 10, 15 minutes late. Uh, so woohoos and boohoos. Uh, I thought the gameplay was fun, minus the controls, which I know is uh, unfortunately a little bit of a contradiction, but I figure if the controls were tighter, I think I would have really enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, I liked the characters, and I really liked the story. I thought it was really funny uh, and enjoyable. I like sense of humor, and I don't, you know, I can't think of a lot of games that kind of have this, this quite the same aesthetic as this, and also the humor, uh, especially back then, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, I like the music a lot. I like the style. I think that because of the style, it holds up fairly well, uh, you know, despite the fact that it being a super early PS1 game. Um, so voice acting, I don't think, was quite as widespread back then. And this game did have some voice acting. Quality, of course, back then was questionable at its best. But, you know, it was there. So I thought that was pretty good. My boohoos is that the still a PS1 game, so the controls are far from what they are nowadays, uh, even compared to contemporaries like Orcarina of Time, like... like uh, JD said, like that, that game controls a lot better. Although, I always didn't like that Ocarina did not have a jump button. If they could have taken the jump button and put it in, I would have been pretty happy. Um, although the style of the game helps it not age as much, it's still a PS1 game. Uh, it looks really, it looked a lot better on, on handheld, so that was one point for playing on PS on Vita or PSP. But, you know, it's, uh, the kid doesn't make up for the for control. And then I, I complained about dying, meaning a game over, and I still hold by the fact that I, I hate that. Uh, and I wish there was a faster way to switch weapons. So, you know, in general, I think it wasn't enough to keep me playing to the end, so I, I didn't beat it, but I still kind of enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. I just, I got frustrated a lot at certain points because of the controls, so I think that was an issue that I couldn't get past. But, like if, like if Seiji said, if you like PlayStation, like I like PlayStation 1 games, so this being a recommendation to me is not a bad thing. I, I'm glad it was recommended, and I'm glad I played it. Um, so I would recommend it to people if they wanted that type of gameplay. I mean, I certainly wouldn't recommend it to everybody. So I would give it a half heart date. And with that, I'm out. And I look forward to hearing the rest of this when it's finished. So I, I will see you guys later. Peace. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go. Um, so, like, okay. with, with these games, uh, the action-adventure platformer, they were really, really popular at the time, and, you know, it, it's hard not to draw parallels between them. Um, in, in every Nintendo game that did this, I feel did it better than any PlayStation game, you know, whether it's Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie, Ocarina of Time, you know, all those games outshine games like Medieval and Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. Um, now, with that, with all that being said, I definitely think that out of all the PlayStation games that kind of fit into this category, I kind of think Medieval was my favorite one that I've played. Um, while still inferior to almost any of the Nintendo versions of the same genre, uh, Medieval does kind of stand out as being, you know, for the PlayStation, this was, to me, the better game to play if you're wanting to play that action-adventure game. Now, despite that, there still has a lot of problems with it, but I, it, the game's very charming, and, and I love the setting. So I'm going to kind of just go with a half damage myself. Bam. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I didn't get as far, to, I guess, to, to comment 
that much on it, but um, one of the things that bothered me a lot was just the camera. Uh, it said that in some points you could use the, I can't remember if it was, well, at least on, because I played with the Xbox 360 controller, and I think it was you could use the um, the triggers to kind of move the camera around, but every once in a while when you would try to move it, there would be like an icon that would pop up uh, at the bottom that would, well, it meant that you couldn't do that in certain cases, like you just couldn't rotate the camera. Um, I don't know. I just, I find that really annoying because when you're always trying to like orient yourself so you're not confused like for where you're going and blah, blah, blah. And that's like, I don't know. I, I just don't find it, I guess, good. It, it's the cam <laughs> the camera sucked. I fucking hated it. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but anyway, um, other than that, I really like the first, the first boss. Uh, I know you guys like you, Seiji, you, you didn't en enjoy your uh, experience with it. Um, how, how do you beat it? Oh, okay, so okay, so the boss uh, will just like randomly shoot daggers out at you. you. If you have a shield, you can use your shield. Uh, you hold it up using I and I guess the, on the controller it would have been the triangle button. Uh, for me, it was the Y button. Uh, but anyway, you hold it up and you can block uh, a certain amount of them because um, your health, your your shield has um, a certain amount of I guess hit points. Um, so you can use that to block the glass that he shoots at you, and then he'll jump up in the air and kind of float. And when he does that the heart comes out so that's where you use your throwing daggers or if you went to the hall of heroes you can get a crossbow from one of the heroes there so i had my crossbow and it's anytime that heart comes out you shoot it a bunch but when he lands i think or when that heart is done charging up the dagger shoot out so that part sucked i there wasn't really a way that you could uh completely avoid the damage but the shield definitely helped uh and i think after a certain point uh if your shield dies and you're having trouble, they'll spawn another one in the middle of the arena. Because uh, at first, it, to me anyway, it looked like one of those runes that you pick up, but it was just a, a shield. So, uh, yeah, he also just kind of jumps around, and if he lands on you, that'll hurt you. Uh, but yeah, so just shoot the heart until he dies, I guess. I guess good advice. Survive and attack. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm. I mean, otherwise, I don't know a lot of people. I don't think that would play this, but I did have a lot like fun anyway. Um, these are all very not in-depth reasons to recommend <laughs> this game at all, but that's fine. Uh, I'm going to go half damage, though, purely for the fact that the camera was awful and it did impact my gaming experience quite a bit. So, yeah. Um, I don't know how we're going to lead out. I guess we usually go like, hey, uh, cartridgeclub.org for good people uh this is our last episode of the halloween month <laughs> if you guys have anything else to add on i don't know <laughs> what else to, to say that's uh, why we need rob check us out on twitter and yeah. cartridge club is cool we bash the bros a lot but we love them yeah. and yeah we are doing a new theme month next month yeah are we, do you want to tease it it's your month shelby uh, well, oh, you we want to oh, wanna... it like last episode. Oh, did we? All right, never yeah, mind well, then. Rob did. Something to do with maybe fighting and battles and, and those kinds of things. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's it. Um, Shelby. And left. And Sagey. Thanks for listening. Oh, God. So we're going to Rob.